Are you ready to eliminate your credit card processing fees? Visit www.pairpayments.com and use code Jake for $250 Visa gift card when you join today. Hey, welcome back to Under Pressure Podcast. My name is John. Happy to be here today where we're going to talk about business and everything under pressure. I'm here with my guests, Amy Henderson. Welcome. Welcome. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Amy. I'm going to have to read all this off uh, (laughs) because I've got like an entire page here of stuff because she's so awesome. So Amy uh, is a business uh, loan officer here with Amarillo National Bank. Uh, Amy Henderson is the board member for Amarillo Chamber of Commerce Business Council on the advisory board for Laura Bush Institute for Women, appointed to Governor Abbott's Commission for Women, past board secretary for Window on a Wider World, past advisory board of WT Enterprise Center, and past advisory board of the Small Business Development Center. Amy also served honorably in the United States Air Force. Thank you for your service. As an information management specialist during 1989 to 1993 and supported Operation Desert Shield Storm. She was one of the top uh, 2009 20 under 40 award recipients here by the Amarillo Chamber of Commerce and was selected as the 2010 Businesswoman of the Year by Amarillo Chamber Women's Council. Amy earned a AA in business. Or I'm sorry, in counting from Amarillo College and a BBA in finance from West Texas A&M University and an MBA uh, with emphasis in general business from West Texas A&M University. And she's married to a firefighter who I know since I'm previous law enforcement. All of you should probably know that by now. And uh, she's a mom of two fantastic kids. Amy, welcome to the show. Um, it's, it's really great of you to come on and do this for us. Um, for those of you kind of joining us and look, Amy is going to talk to us today specifically about the first steps you need to take uh, before you walk into a bank and, and ask for a business loan. Okay. So from, from the, what is the name of my company and the steps leading up to, so you can walk in and feel confident that you should have the things that you need uh, to at least start the process efficiently to get that loan, okay? But first, uh, Amy, how do we know each other? How do we know each other? Um, You get to see me early, early in the morning, very early. I go to John's Hit classes, which I love very much. And we've been doing this now, gosh, six years? Six years, Yeah. yeah. So for those of you that don't know this part of me, I do teach a fitness class, a Hit class, high intensity interval training. I teach it early in the morning. We are up at, I get up at 410 every morning (laughs) and get myself halfway ready, at least enough to get to the gym. Uh, I'm there, I set up class and then everyone comes in. My class is at 515. Amy is almost always there unless she has to do her hair. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which I recently learned is a pretty good excuse not to come. That's okay, because she is there very consistently and she works her butt off uh, no matter what. Even if she doesn't know exactly what the exercise is, she's going to be doing something. I'll be moving my body. I may not like totally understand what we're doing, but because I'm not awake. That's great. That's great. So 
now that we, you kind of know Amy's story here, she is fantastic. She's here. We are actually at the Amarillo National Bank in Amarillo, Texas right now uh, where we're doing this. And so um, it's where I bank. I happen to bank here. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. We love this bank and you guys have been great to us. Um, so how long have you been helping small businesses? I mean, I know we got a little bit of your information here, but uh, how long have you been doing that? I've been a business lender for almost 15 years, over 15 years. Um, started off as a commercial lender downtown, um, and then they moved me out here about seven years ago to really focus on business customers. Um, I have a great location. It's a non-traditional, so if you come in this branch, it doesn't look like any of our other branches. So it's a little bit more urban, a little bit more trendy, and our whole focus is to surround the business owners so they're successful. Um, business loans. I try to really be my customer's um, personal banker. Um, I run the banking side of it, so businesses can run their business. They're too busy. They don't want to be transferred on their phone. They want to be able to call me and say, hey, I need to put a stop payment on a check. I need to send a wire out. Can you help me with this? Can I, you know, whatever the banking is, they just call me. I have a great team put together here, and we just take care of our, our customers. I have over 200 customers right now, um, so I, I think we do a great job. Yeah. And we're really passionate about our customers, very passionate. I try to make you feel like you're my only customer. That's awesome. Well, I know every time I've come in here, so there's a coffee shop that's directly attached to this bank branch. And it's really, I mean, you can just walk from one to the other. That's it's really great. Cool. And every time I come in and I've done business here, uh, and my wife, Amy, is the you know, they're usually giving us some coffee. Uh, they take care of us. It's fantastic. Well, thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. It's been great. So what do you like about helping business? What, what is attractive about helping these guys and gals out here who are really just wanting to start a business? What's attractive about that? Um, you know, that's a really good question. You really want to think about the personality type that wants to go start a business. Why do you want to go start it? Uh, there's a lot of different reasons people want to start a business. Um, I want to help them be successful. And that's where I get enjoyment out of my job is seeing my customers just kill it every day. They're out there. I get to live vicariously through them as they manage their risk and manage employees and, and um, just try to go out there and be their version of success. And that's what I really enjoy about it. That's awesome. It's good. <clears throat> and you're apparently good at it because you continue to do it, and I don't think I've heard anyone complain about it at all, especially well, with this kind of resume. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I'm sure those people might complain, but you probably, you know, kind of tell them, hey, if you'll do these things. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about here, right? Mm -hmm. um, because many of my listeners, I think, some of you guys have already started businesses and you're, and you're going down that path, and so you probably remember this process if you had to go in and get a loan, you know, there's some of the things that you can purchase yourself. You go out and get, you know, if you're going to get a squeegee and a, and a little caddy and, a, and something to wash the windows or get your power washing equipment, some of it. But if you're getting a trailer and a truck and you're getting a big equipment, you're really trying to kick things off. You're going to probably have to go in and ask mm -hmm. for a business loan. So, or, and, and to even, even if you're starting up the company, you may not have enough funds to pay yourself and um, you know, you've got to generate the business. You've got to get that off the ground. So that's what we're going to talk about today. 
So let's jump into it. Um, like I said, before I walk into the bank, there's steps I'm going to have to take. So, so let's say in this scenario, I want to start this small business and I want to get a loan service-based business. You guys are all service-based business or you should be. And if you're not yet, then maybe you will be. So let's, maybe it's a window washing, power washing, uh, carpet cleaning, uh, fence building and staining, whatever this is. Um, what is the first step I should take? Um, other than deciding like the name of my business and maybe the logo, <laughs> uh, what is the first step I need to take? Very first one before I even consider walking to the door mm -hmm. of the bank. Well, maybe you should know what your name of your business is. <laughs> um, I think the first step is to really think about your business and where you want it to go. Okay. Um, you know, if you're a startup business and you just started this, um, yeah, I, I want to know what your documents are. I want to know, are you a sole proprietor? Are you an LLC? Are you an S-Corp? How is your business styled? If you don't know what that is, don't come into the bank. Okay, so but, what, but what not is like it? that. I mean, so you, the easiest way to start a business is a sole proprietorship. Okay, it's that's a DBA doing business as. But there's steps to do that. You still have to file your um, assumed name certificate with the county, and it could be any county. You could live here in um, Randall County, but file your assumed name certificate in Potter, or you can do both counties. But you do have to have a recorded assumed name certificate. Okay, by assumed name, what do you mean by that? So I'm Amy Henderson, and I'm going to start a fence company. It's going to be Amy's Fence. Okay. So you have to have a document that you file with your um, county clerk office telling everybody that this is your name, okay. that no one else can use this name. So that way I'm going to be Amy Henderson doing business as Amy's Fence. Nice. And then okay. once we have that, that allows us also to open up a checking account and accept all the money that you're going to receive and Amy's fence. Now, if it's just Amy Henderson, we can't put that into a business account at all. It has to be has to be the DBA. So okay. if someone writes me a check for uh, Amy's fence company, and we don't have the SUME certificate, the bank's not going to take those deposits. I got you. They may may make an exception, but really, you have to have the proper documentation of your business. Okay. So the logo may not be as important, but really knowing what your business name is and how you're gonna set up your business entity. Okay. So sole proprietorship, that's just you. You have a Schedule C on your tax return. Um, that's the easiest way. But uh, for liability issues, you may want to go ahead and set up maybe an LLC. But if you set up an LLC, you have to decide, are you gonna file as a um, sole, uh, single member LLC or it's gonna be an S Corp. So it does get a little complicated so really, you need to know in the beginning what that business looks like. Okay. So on the liability side that you're talking about, is that more along the lines of if something were to happen mm -hmm. and say somebody wanted to sue me or sue my business mm -hmm. uh, under sole propriety, they would be able to sue me directly. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yep. But. LLC, they're just going after the business. That gives, you, that gives you a little bit of, of arm's length between your business. Okay. So really, before you start your business, you want to talk to some experts. You might want to talk to your insurance agent to see um, about insurance. Is it going to be better for you to be a sole proprietor or some type of entity? You may want to talk to a tax preparer when you start making all this awesome money, how you want to limit your tax liability. 
So is that an LLC? Is that S Corp? Is it sole proprietor? There's different ways that you can look at that. Okay. So that's to minimize your taxes. But then there's liability. So then you might want to talk to an attorney. So how do I limit my risk going out to business? And then you kind of decide after you talk to the attorney, after you talk to CPA, what's going to be the best fit for you. Okay. But the easiest way to do it is just sole proprietorship, file an assumed name certificate, and there, you got a business. Nice. All right. So that's the first step. Mm -hmm. We need to figure out uh, what are we going to file it under? Is it going to be sole, sole proprietor, LLC, um, whatever your business is, and the name? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. All right. So step one, I figured out my name. Yep. I know I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to do sole proprietor because I know it's just going to be me out there busting my butt for a little mm -hmm. bit. I'm going to be very careful. Perfect. Now what? Now what? So now you're a sole proprietor. And that's a good question. So really when you start a business, you want to make sure that you have some capital saved up. You can't just go out there and start nothing. I don't recommend getting over leveraged. I don't recommend using your credit cards to start your business. I recommend saving some money. And if it takes a year or however long that takes, that way you have that nest egg already put together and you start using your own capital. Okay. Then, um, once you have your nest egg, you really want to dive into, well, how much do I need? I have a lot of customers come in, well, what can I get? I'm like, it doesn't work that way. I right. need you to know as a business owner how much you need and how you're going to pay it back. So you have to understand, it's called cash flow, you have to understand how your business makes money. So if it's me, if I'm going to go out and build vents, well, what does that take? Well, I need material. How much does that material cost? So I'm going to need that. How much am I going to sell it for? Or how much am I going to build that fence for? Is, is what I'm selling it for going to be enough to pay for that material and plus put some money in my pocket at the end of the day? And after I figure all that out, what are the going prices? Am I going to price myself out of the market or am I giving it away? So you have to do a little bit of research on what all of this costs. So once you really understand how your business works and how your cash flow works, then you can understand, okay, I'm going to need, if I keep going at this rate, if I build, excuse me if I'm talking wrong, if I'm going to build five fences a month, how much is that going to cost? Okay. How much am I going to charge? I'm going to have to pay for this material up front. I'm not going to get paid until after I finish the fence. Right. Do I ask the homeowner for some money down at first? So you're going to have to figure out what that looks like. Then if you look at your nest egg that you have in the, in the bank, um, you're like, I'm going to run out of money probably by the time I get to that third fence. I probably need to go ahead and get some working capital. Then once you know what that number looks like and you have, that way you can communicate with the banker, I'm going to need such and such dollars because I'm going to run out of money. And then you're going to have to explain how you're going to pay it back. Okay. So if I keep going this route, by the end of the year, I have, you know, I'm going to need such such money, but I have already on the books. Not only this month, I have five more houses to do, but I also have on the books 10 more houses. So that's how I'm going to pay it back by the end of the year. I'm going to generate this much money after I have my expenses, and that's how I'm going to be able to pay this loan back. Okay. We want you as the business owner to really understand your business and how your cash flow works versus coming in and like, well, Here's my trailer, how much can I get? That's gotcha. great because you really have to know how your cash flow works so you know that you can pay the loan back. The last thing the bank wants to do is take back your collateral, if, if it's secured. I mean, we can get more into details about different types of loans. 
sure. that's really basics. We want you to know your documents, how your business is put together, and then how much do you need and how you're going to pay it back and, okay. and how long. So I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my name. I'm going to get that secured. So I want to bring that. And then, but I, I can't, so let's say I, I kind of figure up, I know about, um, okay, I'm going to get, um, depending on the size, on average yard, I'm going to get, um, I don't know, $5,500 sure. for putting up a fence. Uh, and that's what I'm going to charge. Or I'm going to make um, $350 to, to fully clean all the windows in mm -hmm. this residence or this business. And I've already got these clients set up, or I at least know this can potentially happen. Mm -hmm. um, I, but even knowing that, like, I can't just walk in the bank and be like, hey, look, I've got, uh, I don't know, I've got six grand in my bank account, but I need to buy a truck, a trailer, power washing equipment, and this stuff. Uh, I need the money for that. Mm -hmm. Are y'all going to give me the money for that if I do that? Probably not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because the first two years in your business, you're higher statistically to fail. Okay. Because you're trying to figure out your business model. You're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. So typically, typically, banks are not going to lend to you until you've been in business for two years. Okay. Because at the end of the two years, you have a track record. You are, you're going to be able to have financials, and we can get into that a little bit in a second, too that shows this is what my business has done and this is what I'm going to continue to do, you can prove that you have the money to pay the loan back. Okay. Now, there's some different things to skirt that. Um, we don't like co-signers, but sometimes a co-signer is a good way to kind of get into it. Sometimes you have a lot of collateral that you've been able to pledge. That kind of helps with that too. But if you're just, just opened up, um, you're power washing and you and you don't have any money saved and you need a bunch of stuff, we're most likely going to pass on you. Okay. That's and, good to know. And the other thing we also look at, we look at you personally also. So how much debt do you have personally and what's your credit score? So you have to do a little bit of homework first, you know, pull your credit score. We really want you to have a credit score of about 680 and above. Okay. 700s are better, above. but 680 and above. A really minimum debt because when you start this business we don't want you to take cash out of the business to take care of some personal problems that you may have we want business to support business and part of that is actually taking care of your business taking care of your um, household budget so you want to know how much do you need to live on do I have a good credit score so there's some homework you have to do before you just kind of go out there and start a business okay so I think really the first step is what is your credit score what is what kind of problems do I have in my credit report? Address that first. Get that first. Save some money. Save money. Then create the business okay. name. Then focus on how you're going to run the business. And then focus on okay, how much money do I need? And be able to visit with a banker, a community banker, most preferably. The bigger banks don't have that personal touch with the small businesses. Most likely in the larger banks, you can't go and visit with someone. You have to fill out an online application, and they run some type of um, logarithm to see if you qualify. Okay. Sometimes there's reasons that your credit report may be the way it is. You don't get a chance to visit with somebody. So you want to start building a relationship with the banker also and say, look, I'm going to start this business. I'm working on it. I'm going to come back and see you, but this is what my credit report looks like. Am I going to qualify? Okay. 
So you, even if, if it's within, not within, if it's within those first two years, you still want to make an appointment and go visit with somebody. Sure. And that way we can start helping you towards that. Start the conversation. Start the conversation. Good. So checking our credit, making sure that's good. If we got those little debts out there, get those paid off, start saving some money, mm -hmm. little nest egg, put it away, start your business, mm -hmm. get it off the ground, mm -hmm. uh, start doing some jobs, start figuring out how much I'm, am I making. So maybe do a little research yeah. on going around and ask some of these other business owners, what are you charging for this? Uh, I think there's probably some databases that you can, mm -hmm. you can locate online, mm -hmm. even where you can find for your area the average for jobs. So, but if not, I, I guarantee you some of these guys are probably going to call them up or you go in and talk to them and just let them know what you're doing. They'll probably give you some kind of idea. Um, and then once you start moving along, you want to build that relationship with your local banker that you want to do business with mm -hmm. in the future. Um, and once you've got a projection and you actually have the need mm -hmm. and you've been in business and you know what you're talking about a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it's a lot all at once. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be a business owner because, you know, every, you wake up one day and be like, it'd be great if I own my own business. But once you really start diving into it, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. And really, you know, once you start doing that, the, really the secret to that is really good bookkeeping too. You really, whether you do it yourself or you outsource it, um, there's a lot, you know, there's uh, QuickBooks online now. There's a lot of different resources out there for you to keep your books. But okay. that shows a report card of what your business looks like. So, you, so you've been in business for a year. You, you know, you've ran through your own cash. You got this, you, you know, bought your trailer. You got some stuff. And you're like, you know, I'm going to have a really good year this year. But I just don't have the cash right now to expand. So even if it's been about a year, come and see the banker. And if you're ready, if you know you have good credit score, you have some equipment that you can put up as collateral, you know how you know you need such and such dollars, and this is how you pay it back, you just made my job easier. I'm like, done and done. Let's do it. Nice. Nice. That's encouraging. Um, I'm always running across guys uh, out here that I'm talking to, some of our clients, because obviously we help businesses grow. Mm -hmm. um, we don't loan money <laughs> that's not how we help them grow that's y'all's job mm -hmm. uh, as bankers but um so we help them grow in different ways and we try to help them structure their businesses mm -hmm. and also so that they can kind of be prepared and they have these projections mm -hmm. um they can look forward and know um, as i'm building clients here this is what i expect this is who i'm going to have to bring on we help them understand those things so I feel like that's partially would help uh, even in a situation like this Definitely. where they, they can see, okay, I am going to need some more capital at some point uh, to help me push past this ceiling mm -hmm. that I'm stuck at, um, but I've really got to get things in mm -hmm. order first. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a good thing to do is visit with definitely, you know, Brookflow or here in Amarillo in our area, we have the Small Business Development Center. They help um, customers put business plans together. Oh, that's cool. And so those business plans with a startup is very important because it takes everything that you have in your head and put it on paper. This is my business. This is how I'm going to market it. Um, this is how I'm going to target. And then really what I'm going after is the financial part, is the projections. They can help you with the information that you know, put those projections together. And then even after your business has been in business, you can go and they can help you with those projections also. You okay. know, uh, 
They can help you with amateur transition schedules. They can help you really identify um, year one, year two, year three, where those cash flow shortages are going to come in and where a bank or capital injection of some, of some sort will help you with your business. Nice. So yep. that's a resource. Um, you can Google business, small business development centers. They're all over the country. Um, and then Emerald National Bank doesn't participate in it, but there's the SBA program. So there's also SBA loans out there. Um, there's what also, is that? What is SBA? So that's a good question. So the SBA program is more to help encourage lenders to lend to small businesses. Okay. Sometimes small businesses will have shortfalls with their financials, collateral, maybe time of business, and that helps banks get over that hurdle to lend to them. And the SBA program guarantees 75% of the loan. So if that loan goes bad, the SBA will pay the bank back 75% of what they lent out. Wow. So not all banks participate with it because it tends to be a little expensive and you have to do a lot of reporting. So Emerald National Bank just chose to not participate with that program. But there's um, lenders out there called Capital Development, CDFIs, Capital Development Financial Institutions that are nonprofits, and they participate with the SBA program and they do microloans. Okay. So that's another avenue to go down. If you're not quite bankable yet, you can see if you qualify for an SBA 7A loan. And you can Google uh, SBA 7A loans and all those stuff will pop up. Locally here in the Amarillo area, um, I refer people to People Fund. They're outside of Lubbock and they help with um, micro SBA loans. Nice. That's good, good information. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. I didn't realize. Uh, so most of the, the, the resources for the, um, uh, what did you call it? The um, Small Business Association, mm -hmm. Small Business Development Centers. Development Centers. Those are those services free. The majority of them are free. Okay, that's good too. They have uh, Business One One classes, which talk about sales tax because sales tax can get you in trouble if you don't pay it. <laughs> they can get you in trouble big time. They can put a freeze on your checking account. Oh. And I've also, if you're skirting them, that I've been, they've been known to show up in your business and just they can take money too if you're not paying your sales tax. Got to pay your taxes. Got to pay your taxes. Just pay your taxes. Just, Come on, guys. If and you're listening. what? Unfortunately, <laughs> with business, what you don't know can get you in trouble. Yeah. So that's where, in the beginning, too, you're working on your documents, you're working on your name, you're setting up your books. It's also good to have resources around you. Um, knowing a good banker, um, having a good commercial insurance agent, yeah. having a uh, CPA, or even a tax preparer, having those resources about you, so that way you can outsource that stuff. You don't have to be an expert. You just need to know what those numbers and what those information mean, but let them do what they what they do because you're going to have to have hazards insurance. So if I'm taking um, your collateral, your trailer and your pickup, if I'm taking your equipment as collateral, I want to make sure it's insured. Yeah. So you, I'm going to ask for hazard insurance showing Emerald National Bank is the lien holder. So you have to talk to your insurance agent go, what is hazard insurance? And then there's general liability insurance. So it's good to have those experts that you can go visit with and have a relationship with that you can call or shoot off an email and say, hey, I need this stuff. What does this mean? Can you help me with it? Because usually when you need it, you need it right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how a lot of these guys are. Because usually the best practice, honestly, is to, for many of you out there who are wanting to do this or already in the business, uh, you guys, if you haven't learned this lesson, don't go buy equipment when you don't have the work. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that on another time, but just a little, little piece of candy here. Yeah. 
if you don't have potential clients that are asking you for this to be done already, uh, say it's a your window washing, but they want power washing done. Don't go buy that equipment. Mm -hmm. Don't do it until you have the customers who want it done so that you can at least start making money off of that equipment immediately. Otherwise, so many guys go out and they buy the fanciest equipment, the biggest piece of equipment, and it sits there because they don't have the clientele yet. And they're paying money out of their pocket mm -hmm. and their bank accounts for that. Uh, and that's very costly. So, yeah. All right. So we kind of know these steps now, mm -hmm. like we got to look at our, our credit score. We've got to take a look at um, solving that, that problem there. If there are any issues to it, um, go in talk to your local banker, get some information from them. We've got to get our name. We've got to mm -hmm. get the name of the business. Uh, we've got to know what what our values are, right? Like knowing uh, how much am I going to charge for these jobs? What is it going to take? What is the equipment going to take? I've got to have a nest egg so I can start this up for approximately two years. Mm -hmm. Like you said, mm -hmm. I guess if things are really going well and I don't have a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. um, My whole job is to manage risk. Okay. So I'm lending out the bank's money. It's your money. Your money that you put in the bank, I'm lending it out. So if I'm going to make an exception to the two-hour rule, I want to make sure you're a good risk because I don't want to lose your money, John. You don't want me lending out this guy to this fool. No. <laughs> That's my money. <laughs> That's your money. So we want to make sure we our job is to manage the risk. If you're a good risk and after a year you have the collateral, you're able to provide a profit loss statement that shows that you're making money, you have a good credit score, 740, you're just killing it, then you're going to be a better risk. But if you come into me after a year and like, I, I need money and you know, how much can I get? I'm, I'm going to pass because yeah. you really need to do your homework. You need to know your business and be able to articulate to me what your business does, how your cash flow works, how much you need and how you're going to pay it back. That's great. We're going to have an episode on that too. You guys look up P and L, look up a P and L report read on how how that works and i mean it's not it doesn't have to be that complicated it you looks a little excel crazy yeah excel works but you can google it mm -hmm. google pnl what is a pnl and then do your research on that so that you know before you go into that that's another thing before you go in i've got to keep good records on this because i promise you if you go in you don't know your money you walk into the bank and you can't tell them how much you know what's your profit percentage all of these things that they need to know that's on that PL statement, like she said, you're probably not, they're gonna say, well, thanks, bye. Um, well, what, what gets measured gets managed too. So if you don't know how much you're making off the job, if you don't know, how can you manage it? Right. How can you know what your real needs are if you if you don't manage it? So having profit loss statements, and even if it's a nice Excel spreadsheet, whatever works for you, you just need to be able to know what your numbers are. Yes. Numbers do not lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's one of the things we teach at Berkflow and we live by it too, is numbers don't lie. And that's, that's even in your, um, in, in the work that you do day to day. I mean, how much time you're spending on jobs. And if, once you really start doing the numbers for like your goals and everything along, they, they don't lie. They tell the truth. Uh, and, and obviously they're going to want to see that if you're going into the bank. So. Well, and, and also know, Taxes are part of doing business. We want you to minimize your taxes, but we want you want to make sure that you're reporting everything because that's how we document, that's how we validate your numbers. Okay. So you get your tax return too. 
a lot of people are cash basis. They don't report any of it. They give me a profit loss statement that has this big, nice profit on there, but then I look at their tax return and it shows a negative net loss. I have to go by the tax return. So it's a balancing act. Yes. But just go into business knowing that you're gonna to have to pay taxes and it's an expense, just a business expense. Go with that mindset and you would definitely want to minimize that. You want to give you know, the government all your money. Right. But don't hide it either. That's right. Get a good tax person that knows tax mm -hmm. law, that knows how to do that and knows and they're gonna be able to make suggestions to you on mm -hmm. how to do that properly. Because there's a lot of stuff that you can write off. If it's a business expense, it's a, it's a business expense. Mm -hmm. If it's not, it's not. Uh, but yes, pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Uncle Sam um, must take their share, and they're going to get it one way or another. So, <laughs> so. All right. So we kind of know now some basic steps and mm -hmm. some things uh, that they know, the listeners know now, um, kind of what they need to do to prepare themselves um, for the day they have to walk into the sure. bank. All right. Um, any last thoughts on that part of it? I think I think we covered everything. It's like know your business, know your credit score, and that actually helps you walk into the bank a little bit more confident. Yes. So if you know your stuff, you you're going to be able to shop the loan. Mm -hmm. You know you have good business. You're going to know you're going to be able to pay it back. So if you go into this bank and you don't like the interest rate or or something happens, you're confident. You know that you should be able to get the loan, then you can be able to shop. Of course, Emerald National Bank, come see me. But <laughs> but I mean, that just gives you the power then. The power's on your, uh, your side of the desk versus their side of the desk. And every bank's a little different about how they look at um, business and commercial loans. But if you know your stuff, it gives you a little bit more confidence. Absolutely, and that's almost in everything. Uh, even, even for you guys out there starting, if you're walking up to to, to try to get some business, the more confident you are about your knowledge on what you're doing and what you're, you know, the service you're providing, then they're more likely to say, yeah, I want you to wash my windows or I want you to power wash my driveway or whatever that may, may be. So knowledge is key on all this. And especially when it comes to business, which is why we're talking about this. So now that we kind of know how to prepare before, you know, before we walk into the bank, um, we even kind of discussed some of the issues. Are there any other issues you can think of that, that weren't discussed? If, I, if I've done all these things and I walk in, I've got a little capital, maybe I've got, um, I've got some collateral, I've been in business for a little bit. Are there any unforeseeables that you can think of or any issues that we haven't discussed? The number one thing that we run into with, with um, early on businesses that's just growing too fast going after all the business um you know matt growing um, is expensive you don't want to grow too fast and outgrow your capacity so you really don't want to grow too fast you want it to be managed growth and um, the second thing we see is is um getting a lot of debt up front so you're over leveraged you got out you racked up all your credit cards and now you're coming in because you ran out of money and it's hard, it's hard to get over those humps and it takes a long time for you to kind of want rewind that and pay all that off. Gotcha. So if you had to say one major issue or one thing, if there was like a should not do early on, as early as possible, mm -hmm. to, to suggest to anyone that's about to start this process, or maybe they're already in the early stages of this, 
what they should not do, what would that be? Get over leveraged. Get too much debt up front. Okay. Get over leveraged. Do and, not get over And unfortunately, a lot of people want to grow super fast. And so they think if they charge this and like get equipment you don't need, mm -hmm. um, it'll jumpstart the whole process. It is a process and it's a lot of work um, and it's hard. And so go ahead and get comfortable with not growing as fast as you want and really setting those goals. So if your goal next year is to grow 10%, 20%, what does that look like? So you just don't want to jump out there and chase all the business and grow super fast and get over leveraged because you're going to put yourself out of business right away. There was a guy that was talking about this, uh, Kevin, and I'm going to have him on the show um, in the future coming up here. He spoke at the conference in Vegas and many people would know him. He spoke about specifically that um, just spending too much as uh, the pretty trucks and the wraps trucks and the, the fancy trailers and all the things. Um, it's great. Uh, and it looks great, but ultimately if I'm hiring you to do a job, as long as you do a fantastic job and you're polite, you're courteous and you're knowledgeable, that's all I'm going to care mm -hmm. about. Uh, and I'll, I'm going to want you back if, the, if you do those things. So save the fancy stuff for down the road. <laughs> you can pay with cash. Yeah, you can pay with cash. Yeah, yeah. Make that money, store it away, and uh, don't over leverage yourself. Uh, so what about like should do? What's a like early on key? I think, I think we talked a lot of that. It's like talking to build yourself up a team. A team. Build yourself a team, uh, CPA, taxpayer, your banker, insurance agent. You're probably going to need an attorney at some time. So find out who are good business attorneys and ask for referrals. Because you ask other business owners, hey, who do you use for a CPA? Well, don't use this guy, but I really like this guy. Nice. Or Amy Henderson's awesome, but don't see this person over there. Right. Um, so you want to build yourself up a team because that team wants to see that you're successful. Because if you're successful, then we're successful. Yes. So if you're, I, if I'm making a good, successful business, that means you're putting more bank, I want more money in the bank, and it makes me look good. So ultimately, it's all about me. Because so that means <laughs> I want you to do a really good job. But build yourself up a team and good resources. Um, you know, get yourself a good coach, a business coach. Um, really surround yourself with really knowledgeable people and be accountable. So if um, I have a lot of customers who. Are more successful because they're accountable to someone yes and that's it like a coach like yourself where you have to go sit with them once a quarter once a month and you have to explain the numbers to them those people tend to be more successful because what gets measured gets managed yes and it helps helps you kind of work outside and work on the business versus just in the business because when you're in the business you're getting pulled in 500 different directions and you're trying to grow the business so i think very on figure out your name and figure out what you want your business to look like, get your team put together of experts and then, uh, then be accountable. Yes. That's good because, and, and that's, we stress it. Obviously we're in the business of that at Bergflow, but we really stress that because that's when we see companies just excel mm -hmm. and grow so much faster because they all, many of them say, well, what are you going to do? I mean, I need, I need people coming to me, asking me for business or I need, you know, I've got so much business I can't handle. I need to hire more. Well, we, you know, we help with all those things, but the main, that accountability is mm -hmm. such a big deal because people look, get lost in the numbers. They mm -hmm. get lost 
in um, their goals. And you, you said something that was very good, uh, working in the business instead of working on the business. So many owners do that and they fall prey to that because especially starting out, you are working in the business. Mm -hmm. You're probably still out there power washing, window washing, building the fences, all of the, whatever business you're in, carpet cleaning, you're probably still got a big hand in that. And you may not have your key leadership team together. Mm -hmm. So working on the business, it, it, it takes that back burner. Well, finding time to do that. Because if you're a startup guy and you're within the first two years, you are the business. You're eat, sleep, and that's all you do is the business. Yeah. You're married to it. It takes all your time and energy. But sometimes you have to schedule time out to step away for a minute, visit with somebody, or even go find a quiet space like, like Palace Coffee and work on the business. And that way, too, when you have a team put together and you have a coach, you don't feel like you're an island. You don't feel like you're all alone. You're trying to do this by yourself. When you have your team put together, you have people that help you and everybody wants to see you to be successful. So that way you don't feel like you're just out there by yourself. It's not so lonely. Because yes. owning a business could be very lonely. Absolutely. And that's another thing we talk about. Any last thoughts on this? No, I think this has been great. Um, come see me. Even if you don't want a loan, I'm all about relationships. So I'm all about building long-term relationships. I always like to have my customers file up to date because when things happen, things happen quickly. And if I have that relationship with it, with you, then you just call me up and say, hey, especially right now, still pickups are still hard to find. Mm -hmm. Hey, I found a pickup in New Mexico. Uh, I'm driving there. Can I, can I get it? <laughs> and if I have that relationship with you already and I have the file up to date and you're doing everything you're supposed to do, I'm like, sure, this is how we're going to work it. This is Here's how the deal is. I'm calling the finance manager right now. It's a done deal. We'll send the docs to you for your signature. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Keep a relationship with your baker, preferably Amy, uh, if you're doing business. Amarillo National Bank is great. Uh, obviously there are several branches here in amarillo uh where are your other locations oh gosh we have branches now all over the state of texas um we have fort worth um college station austin we just opened up a branch in san antonio i think that's all of them oh and the border so we yes. we've grown all over the state of texas oh lubbock i can't forget about lubbock, lubbock yes <laughs> yes yeah. lubbock lubbock national bank is a branch of amarillo national bank so we have great branches and our culture is exactly what you find here into any of our branches, it's the same at our down south. So you walk in very friendly. Um, Banks tells us um, in our handbook to be nice and not steal. That's our motto: <laughs> just be nice and don't steal. Be nice and don't steal. That's good. I like it. Well, Amy, it has been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. I, I feel like our listeners have learned. I've learned something, so I know if I have, surely someone else out there has. Uh, if you listeners out there enjoyed this, make sure you like it, make sure you share it, tell people about it. Uh, and if you've learned some from, something from this, let us know. Also, uh, post some questions. Uh, mm -hmm. Let us give us some questions so that maybe we can come back and do this again and answer some questions uh, with, with Amy and we can get some more knowledge bombs dropped on you guys when it comes to finances, when it comes to business and loans and things like that. So. Um, Amy, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes. It's been fun. It has been fun. This is a lot funner than working out in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a little more difficult. <laughs> well, as usual, thank you listeners for being here and uh, go out and make it happen today. That 
wraps us up here at Under Pressure.